Welcome to Inspired for More podcast. I am so happy you're here. My name is Alexandra Sove, and I embarked on a crazy journey of self-discovery over a decade ago. I have built and I continue to grow my multi-seven-figure sales organization, and I am insanely passionate about stepping into the very best version of ourselves and letting go of stories that no longer serve us. This podcast is long overdue for me to share with those seeking to expand their life to the next level in health, relationship, career, finances, and spirituality. If you feel any bit inspired by anything in this intro or any episodes to come, just know if you can be inspired, you are actually meant to inspire others. Now let's dive into an episode. All right, so welcome to another episode, and today's a special day because we've got another guest on Inspired for More today, and I love this. I love I love life in general, as, as you know it, and one of the things that I love the most is human connection and get going out there, meeting new people, because when you put yourself out there, you actually attract new opportunities, and I was actually just at my national conference, and we were having dinner with other leaders, and randomly, one of my friends said, you need to bring Peg on your podcast. You need to have her there. She is the ultimate guide in human design. And I literally, I know just very little bit about human design. So today we're going to really dive in there. I did a certificate um, with Manifestation Babe. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I did the MBA. I was in the first round of MBA a long time ago, like two years ago. And at the end of her series, so it was a 16 week series, the end of the series. So I was pretty much like, ready to go. I was ready to go get some work done. So by the time, like the last course, the last series of her training was, it was about human design. So I kind of got into it. It was, I just saw it quickly. I had no idea what this was all about. (laughs) And I honestly didn't have necessarily a pull to it. But it's funny how life goes because I just keep hearing about human design over and over and over and over again. And so I'm so grateful to have you on here. And we were just having a quick discussion before we hit record. And she actually just discovered all this stuff and really dove deep into this in the last two years. So maybe just share a little bit about your background, Peg, and what made you fall in love with this whole thing. Thanks for having me on the podcast first. It's it's great to be here. And I love talking about human design. So this is the perfect topic. Uh, I... My, my background is actually in, in fitness and, and teaching. I taught school years ago, uh, fitness internationally, and it was more not teaching fitness classes. I did that, but I also trained instructors and instructed them on how to teach. So I was more of a coach, leader, educator. And then and I got out of teaching school, although I did love kids, and I still do. Parenting is a big part of human design, and it's also a big part of my life. I'm a single mom of two not-so-small kids anymore. <laughs> my wow. son is 20. My daughter's 18. So... But uh, I've always been an educator. I guess that's the, the key here. And then, you know, later on in my fitness career, I was maybe looking for something not quite so active <laughs> and discovered human design. And it really, to me, it felt like a foundation, something that I, and we'll talk all about human design and why it did intrigue me and drew me in. But it's sort of the foundation now of everything I can do as, a, as an educator. So I'm an online educator now. I do life coaching and programs on you know, mindset, life skills, self-development, but all under the, with the foundation of human design, because I really feel that it, it teaches us about our energy Very cool. Um, and everybody can learn from it. Yeah. Very, very, very cool. So maybe some of you are logging on here and you're going, 
what the heck is human design? And you're probably thinking just the same way that I was. So I think we have the, an ex- clearly that's why we brought in an expert in today. So Peg, can you just kind of go down a little bit as to what human design is exactly? Like, what do you need for it? Why, why do we go deep, deep into this and how long has it existed or re- how long yeah, have people been yeah. researching in this? Well, there's a lot we can talk about. Yeah. Um, basically what human design is, it's a system. And maybe the first thing I'll say is it's not like a personality test because Oftentimes, you know, people like to take the Enneagram, there's Myers-Briggs, it's all kinds of personality tests, and those are great, but you answer the questions on the test. And I know for a fact that if I did a personality test in my 20s, it would be very different than in my 30s than in my 40s, you know, we change life experience. And so human design is based on your birth time and place. So it is not up to you. Well, it is, it's up to your soul when your soul enters the world, but it's not really up to you to choose the answer. So it's it's, uh, as I say, it's like ast- astrology on crack <laughs> because <laughs> so it, it is astrological. Like human okay. design comes from some Eastern wisdom and also some Western science. It is a blend, although it is rooted in astrology, but it's a blend of astrology. You know, it has to do with planetary alignments, but so much deeper than just, you know, I'm a Virgo, but there's right. so much more to be than, than just being a Virgo. Um, but the Kabbalah, I Ching is part of it. Um, if you know, chakra system is something familiar to most yeah. people. We have a similarity to that with our energy centers in human design. But then on the, the sciencey side, which I love, I like to be somebody a little bit factual and, you know, it's got to, there's got to be some proof here somewhere. Right. And on the science side, it is, it was proven in the nineties that neutrinos, neutrinos are a big part of the energy that we talk about with human design. And they are like subatomic particles, but it was proven in the nineties that they have mass. And if they have mass, that means they carry information. That is actually what imprints you at the moment of your birth is neutrinos. And sometimes it's fun to think of them as like stardust. The stardust from the planetary alignment at the moment of your birth is what, you know, imprints you. And that becomes your human design blueprint. And you have it for life. It doesn't change like your personality might. It's yours. And yeah, and people, you can dig really deep into it because there's a lot going on. But it was, you asked about kind of when it was discovered. It was discovered in 1987. And okay. it was downloaded by a man. His name is Ra Ruhu. At least that's his, the name he changed to. He was actually Canadian. His oh, wow. name is John, Krak- John Krakauer. But he changed his name <laughs> to Ra Ruhu. And okay. he's the founder of Human Design. And it was sort of a download of all this information uh, that he had. But then when it was proven in the 90s about this scientific side, uh, the gene keys is also something you may have heard of. And that's sort of a sister system to human design. But yeah, it, um, there's many layers. It's, it's the science of differentiation, right. truly, because we go into planetary activation. The lines from the I Ching affect you. Uh, your energy centers are like the chakra system. Yeah. And that's a great overview. And I'm always like big on uh, uh, the creator that created this world. If those of you who believe that, which I believe that created, uh, decided on the time that you were going to be born at. And in, in some way did define your human design. Right. You know? So right. it's so powerful. And what I love the most about here, listen, learning more and more about this, and it's true, you said you're a Virgo, I'm a Sagittarius. And right. it's so funny when you hear people's different, like their different signs. I was yeah. like, I used to be so, I guess maybe that's like the, the like born in a really strong Catholic home. And now I'm reborn again, Christian. I used to be like, oh my God, you can't go in too much into astrology. But now I'm realizing that 
it actually does define a little bit of characteristics of your personality. Cause when you meet, like, for example, my husband's an Aries, <laughs> I totally see the fire sign. Like when you meet a fire sign, you know it, when you meet yeah. a water sign, when you meet an earth sign, I have two dogs that yeah. are Libras. It definitely does align a lot in the past. So it's yeah. actually, it, I feel like there's so much, well, I feel now I know, and I'm, we're learning more about right. it today, that there's so much truth behind the time that you are actually born. Right. Right. So that just determines your your chart and your chart then tells us everything. Like when I do human design readings, the chart is what indicates what energy type you are, what your aura is like, what your gifts are, what some of your uh, defined energy tendencies are, all that kind of stuff is showing up in your chart. And one thing I always like to mention to people is that there's no good or bad chart. Yeah. I love how you said that. From personal experience. The funny thing is when I first had my chart done and if anybody wants to get their chart done, there's many different sites, but I, I use mybodygraph.com. We're going to put it in the show notes. We're going to put it in the show notes, including yeah. all your information so that everybody yeah. can go take a look. Okay. So when I first downloaded my chart and uh, I looked at it, you know, I had two of these energy chakra centers that that's how you visualize it lit up, meaning they were colored. And I thought, oh, cool. I wonder what all this means. And then I ran my daughter's chart and she has seven out of nine centers, a lot like yours. You have six wow. out of nine, I think. Wow. you know, lit up. And so just when you look at two charts, you think, well, hers has more color in it. Hers must be better. She's got more stuff going on. We're so competitive and we compare in our society. It's just the nature of human beings. And it's not right because, you know, as you and I were saying, we're all, we all have our own strengths and our own skills and our own gifts. And too often we do the immediate comparison. But what I've learned about my chart is the wisdom that is in the centers that I have, they're not defined. And defined just means someone who has the colored centers, it means they have constant access to that energy they're almost like they're emitting it it's mm -hmm. defined within them whereas I have a few more places that I absorb energy so if you think of somebody who's an empath yeah they might have like their emotional center might be uh, open so they kind of absorb and they they can read more energy from other people but there's wisdom in that and there's flexibility so I have a lot of flexibility in my chart but yeah. it's funny how you can sometimes look at it and think oh darn I wish I had that and when I saw your chart I said wow you have a powerful chart because you do um, you're a manifesting generator and you've got the channel of power, the channel of charisma, Interesting. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of cool stuff. You also have the channel of struggle, which is mm -hmm. not a bad thing though. That's the other thing I think about human design is there's nothing that is bad in your chart, bad or wrong, nothing. Everything in there is a gift. If you find the gift and you work through maybe some shadow things that you may have going on. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's truly a gift so for people. I love that. And when we were texting back and forth and you said, no, there's no bad or good chart. And I thought it's so true. Like, just like you were just saying, I think a lot of the times we do compare ourselves. And I love how you brought that up because in a world that we were all have special gifts and now we're bringing it, bringing it down to our charts right now, yep. we're being yep. reminded that we all have a gift and we all have our contribution. And the more that we realize what those gifts are. And I feel like this is an amazing tool to realize and hone in on the things that we might need to work on or things yeah. that we may need to like amplify. Sometimes we, <laughs> we have gifts and we're, we're looking so much at the things that we're not necessarily gifted exactly. for just to yeah, like yeah. really focus on those things and yeah. bring those gifts to life so that we can contribute to humanity in such a different way. Right. right. Yeah. Things that we've, you know, forgotten about or overlooked. And that brings up the, the term conditioning. We talk about conditioning in human design and that's really where something that was naturally a gift for you that when I look at your chart, it's, it's a natural strength. You know, like I could tell you that you have the channel of charisma and I believe that you do. You're living into that gift, Thank but you. let's say you weren't, let's say you weren't. And I tell you, you have the channel of charisma. You're somebody who really other people are attracted to. They want 
to follow you and learn from you, you might be like, what do you mean? Like, that's just not me. Right. And if that was, if that's how you felt, I would then tell you, I, I think there's something in your life somewhere along the way you've been conditioned out of feeling like you have charisma and you're I mean, looking at different societies. Know. It's so good. Exactly. So many different societies, different yeah. ways of raising their yeah, kids. Yeah. Tradition, parents, a bully at school, your grade six teacher who said you don't draw very well. That was, that was your, your love. And they said they criticized it. So you stopped doing it. All of our, you know, limiting beliefs and conditioning can come through. Um, and we forget some of our gifts. So when I do human design readings, it's often, it's, we say it's a permission slip for people to look at themselves with like wide open eyes and see what they might've been missing. It's right there under their fingertips and they've just not even seen it. Oh, so I do love that. I love that. And it's so interesting. So when I took a look, I'll tell you, honestly, it confused me. It really confused me. (laughs) When it's confused, confusing, confusion says no to the mind, right? Right. So if you want to just break down, so if somebody goes directly to mybodygraph.com, okay, and they go take a look at their chart and then they go, okay, they come back to this podcast and Peg is going to go down the the thing and just kind of give a quick glimpse of what are, we mentioned it before, there's five, there's five different ones, yep. but it can be a combination, a combination of the two. There's, maybe, one, there's one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, you, you yep. can go down that, okay. maybe just kind of break sure. it down for someone. Sure. Cool. Maybe they took, put it on pause right now. They go get their, they pull up whatever their, their, whatever they are. What do you call it? Yep. What do you uh, call your it? energy type. Okay. So they call, they pull up their energy type and then they come back to the podcast and now they hear Peg explain a little bit of what those energy types are. If they want to, I have done sessions on my podcast. It's called between your ears. And it started out as a mindset podcast because I have wanted to do podcasts for years, but now that I'm into human design, there are a number of episodes about it. So you can go look there for more detail, but for now it's the five energy types are, um, and maybe I'll do them in order of the most population. So 37% 37% of the population are generators. I'm a generator. And I'm going to also include manifesting generators. That's another energy type. And if we sometimes, some people say it's a subset, but you are your own type because you're a manifesting generator. You are unique in that, but we're more similar than different because we are generators. And 33% are manifesting generators. So your type and my type, gens and many gens, we'll call them. Gens it. and many gens are 70% of the population. So there's a lot of us. And I'll explain a little bit more about what we are all about. But 21% of the population are projectors. And then about eight or 9% are manifestors. And then 1% are reflectors. Mm. So they're a lot more, you know, unique, uncommon. So the gens and the many gens, what makes us the same is our generator energy. And it's our sacral energy. Uh, And when you have your sacral defined, colored in on your chart, you have this life force energy, lots of energy to live, to do, to, you know, some people say like, we're like a workhorse, not in a bad way, but, uh, and I can't go into all the detail of everything about us, but the one thing I will say about gens and many gens is we have this sacral energy, which is like like a yes, no switch. You know, what you want to do, what you don't, it's like gut instinct. It's your gut Mm -hmm. telling you yes to this, no to that. But I know for myself, I was a yes girl for a lot longer than I should have been. You know, I'm a recovering, I'm a recovering yes yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah. And so are all generators and many gens. I think it's this obligation, this feeling of, well, I could do it. So I should do it just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. And should is a swear word for anybody with a sacral, like all of us gens and many gens <laughs> should is not a good enough reason to do it. And so that's one of the first things I learned as a generator is it's okay for me to say no. And 
in my saying no to certain things, I leave more of my sacral energy for the things that light me up mm. because I have a responsibility as one of the 70% of the population to keep this world lit up. And so do you. And oh, if we're doing things that. that we don't want to do, then we're sucking the life out of ourselves, our own generator. And the energy that you bring to those things too will not be good. So let's just say for the example, this podcast, you asked me to do it. I mean, my gut was like a hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, sacral yes. But if it had been, oh, geez, I hate podcasts or I don't want to talk. I don't like to. And I said, oh, okay, sure, I'll do it. I would have come here and I would have talked, but I would have, it wouldn't have landed with people. Even if I tried my hardest, it was like my yeah. heart wasn't in it. My gut wasn't in it. And so I think that's the biggest lesson for Jens and Manny Jens is start to trust your gut. So true. Yeah. And I, I, I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but this is a perfect example of that. So I was in a nine to five job and I was working for people that I wasn't a hell yes for all the time, yeah. <laughs> but I was doing it because I had studied in that field and that was what I, yeah. said I was going to do. So I was shooting all over myself as I'm going to push through and I'm going to work my way up the ladder. And you know, what was happening every weekend? I had chronic migraines for years, years. Mm-hmm like mm-hmm. shutting the blinds up, can't go outside. My life is paralyzed from Friday to Sunday until I realized years later, as yeah. I started to follow my gut and start putting higher boundaries, how good I feel and yeah. how, wait a minute, I haven't had a migraine in 10 plus years now. And so when you re- you look back and you think to yourself, wow, I was really doing things that weren't lighting me up and my body yeah. was reacting to that. Yeah. yeah. There's a book and I haven't got it yet, but I keep hearing about it called The Body Keeps Score. Oh my God, this is so crazy. So I spoke about this last week and somebody sent me that book. In the, yeah. in my, uh, this is wild. Okay, so go on. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. um, <laughs> I love this. So got to get that book. Uh, but what I was going to say, that the little bit of a difference between me and you, generators and manifesting generators, is many gens uh, have a tendency to be a little bit more on the manifester side. And I'll explain what a manifester is like, but a little bit more of a get it done, go you you're you're taking action more you're multi-passionate whereas i am a little bit more singularly focused generators work at mastering their craft a little bit more steady and manifesting generators kind of bounce around they're into this they're into that they change their passion they drop this and so that when you said something about not not dropping your job when you should have sometimes it's because people will say well make up your mind you're so flaky manny gens get told all their life make up your mind, stop jumping around, stop being so flaky, stick to one thing. Right. You said you would, so do it. Right. But Manny Jens are designed to decide when, no, that's not actually a safe or yes anymore. And I'm now going to do so this. Cool. So yeah. cool. And you, you actually have the direct channel from your sacral, what makes you a generator. You have a direct channel, which is a tube of energy that connects to another center. So it's those tubes, those channels that make the centers light up. It's like electrical circuits. Wow. So if you didn't have the full channel, if you only had half of it, you wouldn't light up on the other end, but you've got the full one that oh, goes cool. directly from your sacral to your throat center. And the throat center is a center of manifestation and bringing things into the world. And it's key for manifestors, which we'll talk about. But as a manifesting generator, you're what we call a pure Manny Gen. Like you, you do act quickly. You, if, if it's a hell yes for you, it's going to get done. You're going to bring it into the world. You're going to make it happen. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So interesting yeah. and enlightening. Anyways, we'll have more conversations apart yeah, from the podcast absolutely. for we'll sure. Yeah, right. I love it. Um, so the next, after McGen's and Manny Jens, that's just a brief overview of them. The next chunk of the population, 21% are projectors. And the different, the biggest difference there is where we see that Jens and Manny Jens are energy beings. They have this sacral energy. Projectors do not. They do not have a sacral 
defined. So both of my children, both my kids, my grown adults are projectors wow. and learning about them. And I could go on forever. Parenting is my big focus with human design. And I'll say it right now. So I don't forget, but Ra Ruhu actually said this system shirts for all of you who find it, discover it, learn about it, but it's for the children of the future. If we can start to raise our children as who they are and not nurture them out of it in the most loving ways, you know, put them in school to nurture them. No, it's, it's sometimes just stripping away who they were born to be. So I cannot um, say enough about parenting. That's my biggest focus in this coaching of, of human design. But anyway, projectors, when I learned that they don't have sacral energy, because sometimes projectors can be seen as lazy. Like, why do you need to rest? Can't you keep up? Gens and many gens, we can keep up. We can do it all. So children who are projectors, they feel like they can't keep up and they're being told to keep up, you know, an eight hour, not eight hours, I guess, six hour day at school is very long for a projector. That's a lot of energy, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, it's just energy. And so if you have a projector kid, they definitely are going to be napping after school. Like don't put them in a soccer wow. league if it starts at four o'clock. Yeah. It's crazy. So and you look at the way the world is now today. It's like everybody's picking up their kid off school, putting them in another program. Yeah. 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 Like, as if these kids work 16 hours a day, you know? I know. Yeah. And so for projectors, the, like I said, our energy is this energetic, open, enveloping generator energy. For projectors, it's more focused and probing. And I, if I'm to compare the two, I sometimes say gens and many gens are like a cat. Sorry, like oh. a dog. Okay. <laughs> Excited energy, a dog. Yeah. And a projector is like a cat. They can kind of ease into a room or a situation and just observe things. They're very you know, just quiet, observing, focusing, but not all over the place, unless Very they're cool. out of alignment. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so quite often though, projectors can get twice as much done in half the time. So they, they deserve to have a nap because they're, they have this ability about them to, yeah, just be organized and focus wow. on what they're doing and get it done faster. They're very good at seeing into other people. So they make great coaches, guides, um, human resource people in a business. So that's our projectors. And then manifestors are eight to 9% of the population. Sometimes they're called energy beings because they do have energy, but it's not a sacral. They don't have this life force energy. They have more of a surges of energy and manifestors are the only group that are meant to initiate things. They are meant to get done. Like the Nike slogan, just do it was made for manifestors. And so you have a little bit of that in you, like manifesting right. generators have a little manifester in them, but <laughs> pure manifestors just get stuff done and they don't like to have people get in their way. Mm. They don't have to ask for, they don't ask for permission. They just want to do what they're doing. So and cool. that, yeah, it can be trouble for kids. Like you can only imagine manifestor children are yeah. told, no, no, stop, sit down. Don't do that. Huh. And so sometimes conditioning can condition a manifestor right out of their gift of initiation and inspiration they inspire they activate people around them to take action mm. so but it, it can be kind of crushed out of them. I always think it's funny that as children um everybody wants to be or you're not supposed to be a manifester like we're they're told to sit down stop doing their thing but as grown-ups we're all trying to be manifestors we're all trying to be I want to have the ideas I want to start the business I want the inspiration we all want to just do it um so it's kind of funny it is really can, interesting if we can raise them right, then they, they really have a gift of creating inspiration for the rest of us. Wow. Very cool. And we all have, just to mention it here, because it's kind of funny, every energy type has their um, not self and their signature. So for you and I, 
our not self is like when we're out of alignment, something's going wrong. It's frustration. That's the frustration is our word. And satisfaction is when we're aligned and things are going well. Those that's our barometer. Oh, wow. For ma- for manifestors, it's anger. And it's true that when people are getting in their way, stopping them from doing what they want to do, interrupting their flow of focus, they get angry and manifestor anger is a thing. Um, so we sometimes need to teach them how to manage their rage, <laughs> go to a rage room, do some rage journaling. But right. uh, yeah, we each, so each have our little barometer. It's so funny because yeah. I've heard, I've read so many things about those, like the therapy, the anger therapy. And I, it so doesn't yeah. resonate with me, like to go scream yeah. and go scream right. and tell all my, <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe somebody needs to hear that, but clearly somebody did need to hear that. And it was a manifesto yeah. that needed to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, uh, oh, and I guess we have to do the last one, the, yeah. the unicorn. And I think sometimes I've heard that they don't like to be called the unicorn <laughs> because they don't want to be seen as super different, but I, I think a good animal image would be a chameleon. Because reflectors are 1% of the population and they have none of their energy centers defined. So their whole chart, none, their whole chart is white centers all open. And so their aura is really sampling because when they're in this environment with these people, they're absorbing these energies. When they're over here, they're doing this. And it's just with different people in different environments, they sample. What's really important to know about reflectors is their environment then is so important. Mm. Because if they're in the wrong environment and they're absorbing and pulling in energy that doesn't feel good to them they don't want to be in that environment Mm, so for reflector reflectors are really they need a lot of time on their own to I guess like any of us if you are absorbing energy into centers like maybe it's your emotions if you have an undefined solar plexus you could be taking in other people's emotions you need to find a way to get rid of that whether it's you know singing dancing crying exercising uh, writing it out in a journal but get rid of other people's energy and so for reflectors they really need to have a practice of uh, just being away from people to, to flush that out of them. So walking in nature, reflectors have a real affinity to nature and they need to spend a lot of time, I think, balancing their time with people and with nature. It's kind of wow. like what we do, people in the planet. Yeah, people in the <laughs> they, planet. Need to ba- they need yeah. to balance that. So interesting. Okay. So if somebody goes and takes a look at their chart, okay, apart from yeah. contacting you and they see yeah. their energy center is defined, is there yeah. anything that they could do as a practice? Is is our role to keep that defined in the sense, like how do you keep that energy aligned? It, does that make sense what I'm asking you? It, it does. And I think that's one of the things about human design that can be frustrating is, and I don't, not to plug myself or my programs or come get a reading. No, and you should, you be, should. I mean, I, we were connected for a reason. We were connected yeah. for a reason. Yeah. And the people <laughs> listening that are going to be connected to you. And I would love that. Yeah. There's nothing better in my life than, than actually teaching people about this stuff because it is hard to find out. Like when you go get your chart, there is a little information page that you can scroll down and see, you know, oh, you've got the channel of struggle. But then if you click on that, it doesn't tell you what that is. Usually there's, you could maybe click further and pay $35 to find out about that channel. Or you could click here and pay this much money to find out more about what it means to be a projector. So you can kind of piece together some information, but it's not always easy to find it all at your fingertips. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things and I, I did a session last year. I might do it again this year at Christmas time. And the reason I did it at Christmas is I, one of my gifts is creativity. I don't know if it's a gift all the time, but huh. anyway, I had this idea that, you know, our body graph is a little bit like a Christmas tree with lights on it. So true. And some of the lights are white. They're all lit. Like we all have access to every part of our chart, but some of them are colored. And I did a session on the energy centers and what each of them means. Mm-hmm. So because your, your crown has right. a purpose, it's for ideas and inspiration. And if yours is defined, 
then you, you have ideas and inspiration just flowing from within you. If it's open, it means you're kind of taking in more idea and inspiration from people around you, things around you. Um, your mind center has to, it's like your processing center, your throat is your manifestation center. So learning, I, I kind of taught about each of the centers and what, what the defined and undefined tendencies are of them and how you can sort of try to maximize your alignment in them. Yeah. Wow. That's our goal. And with human design, I think that's what we always say is the more aligned you can get with your design and simply starting with your energy type is key. You know, if I can help my kids get aligned with the fact that they're a projector and know they need some rest. And if my daughter goes hard all week with basketball and she has a day off on Saturday, she needs to lay on the couch. She's not being lazy. She is just trying to <laughs> suck back some life into herself. Right. Um, but anyway, once you can align, even if it's just with your energy type, more alignment means more flow in your life and less resistance. You're not fighting against life. It's kind of just opening up for you. And, you know, we all love the term magnetic, but when you're in alignment, you are drawing good things to you. And right. I think human design is such a good foundation for people to start exploring where they could get more into alignment. Oh, and I love this. I'm so grateful you came on today. And I love how you oh, ended that with um, don't fight the flow, like flow yeah. with the flow, because yeah. the more that we hone in on owning our specific gifts or specific personality that we are in right now, because we evolve, we yeah. have one life, but we have many lives throughout that one life. Yeah. And yeah, the more we yeah. take time to discover ourselves through tools like this, it can be really impactful in all the world. So thank you so much yeah. for coming in today. I really appreciate You're it. Welcome. All the information that we mentioned, including the episodes that she's referring to about human design, we're going to put it in the show notes so that you guys can have quick access to not only find your chart, find PEG and find out all this information and how you can really use it as a tool in your life. So thank you everybody for tuning in today. Have an amazing day. Bless you. Thank you so much for pressing play today and joining me for an episode of Inspired For More. If you loved anything about this episode, make sure to take a print screen and tag me on your Instagram stories. Or better yet, copy the link of the episode, share with a friend, make sure to be subscribed to the channel for latest episode drop-ins. And remember, if you can be inspired, you are actually meant to inspire others. I'm wishing you the most incredible and blessed day and I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Take care.